Hello, this is Pastor John. We are in the second Sunday of Advent, which is a time in which the church is just beginning to turn from the second coming of Christ toward the first coming of Christ. Peter has this unique phrase in his second letter, the Lord is patient toward you. I just imagined how many times that Peter remembered how patient Jesus was with him. That the Lord is patient to you and me is great news. It shapes our lives as we wait for the Lord's return. May the Spirit of God help the hearer to rejoice in the patience of God with him or her and with this world. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, a close NFL football game is exciting to watch, especially right around what? The two-minute warning. So the two-minute warning goes, goes back to NFL's earliest days when the referee's wristwatch was the official game clock. So when two minutes were left in the game, he would stop the clock and let both teams know exactly how much time remained. This started in the 1960s. So starting in the 1960s, though, the the NFL made the the stadium's clock uh, the official game clock. But the league didn't want to go away with this two-minute warning because, because it built excitement. And it gave TV and radio networks more opportunities to sell commercials. Well, 2 Peter chapter 3 has a lot in common with NFL's two-minute warning. Peter says that world history is almost over. The time is short. The game is on the line. The problem, though, is that too often we live as though there there is no need to be all that urgent. We believe the voice that says, Christ won't return any time soon, if at all, so what's, what's the big deal? Live and let live. And so we think we have all the time in the world. But Peter protests, says, We're living in the last days. Christ's return is imminent. Believers need to have a plan. We need a two-minute drill. (laughs) So what does that look like? Well, I think it's important uh, to focus on what Peter says about the patience of God. He really says three important things in our epistle text and kind of gives our two-minute drill our plan. And if you have your Bible or you have the bulletin, we can follow along as we work through the text here. First, we repent. We repent. It is for our sake that God is patient. And Peter writes, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day 
is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. So first, game plan, two-minute drill, we repent. It's for your sake that God is patient. He uses this strange phrase, God is patient toward you and me. He goes on to say that this is God working for the salvation of people. God is patient out of love, not neglect or indifference. God's love for his creation drives what looks like to us a delay. It's an opportunity for all people, including us, to repent of sin. That is to turn from it and live. And Peter is just saying that God does not see time as we see time. And this might be a problem for for the believer. We might be thinking, well, yes, I know God does not see time as I see time. But sometimes this gets very annoying. <laughs> My suffering may be small on the cosmic, you know, scale of suffering, but it hurts. And it hurts now. God's patience frustrates me. I wish he would do something about it. But God is wise and good. And Peter is saying that God's patience is purposeful. It has a purpose and a blessing. So God would that all come to repent and believe. He would save all. And his love is large, and he promises you and me that this will work out to our blessing. So you can trust him. Second, second part of the two-minute drill, our plan. Second, we ready ourselves. So I like alliteration, so all of these points begin with the letter R. So repent and ready ourselves. We ready ourselves for our Lord's unannounced return. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. So God's patience is an occasion for possibly here, possibly an occasion for Christians to lose sight of God's judgment and his wrath. Now, that would be a mistake. Because the day of the Lord will come like a thief. And the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed, revealed. So the Christian who has adopted the idea that God is not coming soon will soon lose sight of the judgment of God. It's a judgment which is made over all works. So the Christian is sober and aware that his life will be judged and strives to live accordingly. Uh, The Christian who has forgotten that he will be judged might back off uh, in the fight against sin. Don't do that. On the other hand, maybe... um, 
Maybe I would like God to delay that uh, the day of the Lord. After all, the heavens passing away and uh, with a roar and the heavenly bodies burning up and dissolving sounds terrifying. And if truth be known, the, the revelation of all uh, the works, my works, uh, that, that doesn't sound pleasant. My whole life will be revealed on that day. But the good news is this, that Jesus is the judge. And the judge is Jesus, who has died and risen to forgive my sins. I cannot fear that exposure. There was a duck hunter who was in the wide open land of southwest Georgia. And on the horizon, he noticed a cloud of smoke and he realized the terrible truth. A brush fire was coming his way. So he lit a fire, burned some grass, and then he stood in the burned over place. The fire came near, but swept over him. When Christ returns, the judgment of God will be like that fire. It will be powerful and cleansing. But if we stand in that burned over place, we will be saved. And where you ask is that burned over place? Well, the burned over place is at the foot of the cross. There the wrath of God was poured out on Jesus. And so there we stand while we wait for Christ. So two minute drill, here's our plan. We repent, we ready ourselves. And third, we are resolved. We are resolved to be God's obedient children. Because God's patience is an opportunity to be the children of God. And we see this in verse 11, starting in verse 11. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So the world will be set on fire and dissolved. Won't that be terrible? Probably. But it will not be the true end. We are waiting. What does Peter say? We are waiting for a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. And some people have misunderstood Peter here in his second letter. They under, misunderstand him as saying here that creation is waiting for annihilation. Here we need to clear up that misunderstanding in light of other scripture. Understand Second Peter in light of Romans 8, where Paul says the present creation is likened to a woman groaning in labor. The creation is waiting to be set free from its slavery to corruption. The creation is not waiting to be annihilated, but to be set free. And the fiery language and the destruction should be understood, as in 1 Corinthians 3, that the fire is a cleansing fire. And then the final verse, verse 14, summary verse, Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish 
and at peace. So what is more, we can live in it now. We can be resolved to be God's obedient child now, at least through faith. We can work out our faith in holiness and godliness, found by him without spot and blemish in Christ, but also in peace with one another. My sinful life, your sinful life, is passing away. Let it go. Be done with contention and strife. Christ will one day put it in the grave and raise up a new me, a new you who is fully and finally free of it. So you and I can live in peace right now. God's patience, however, is also an opportunity to be children of God, living these lives of holiness and godliness in a wicked generation. We, because of his patience, can be his very presence in a Uh, in a dark world, and it's an opportunity for us to grow. Peter notes that before our text that some folks, and he calls them scoffers, he says these people, these scoffers are saying that this second coming of Christ, the arrival of the day of judgment will not happen. Things will always go on as they have before. But Peter notes that it will be like a thief coming in the night. Another very common biblical metaphor for the end. And we might be surprised as well by its timing, but we won't be surprised by the event itself. We we will look up and see that day unfolding and say to ourselves, about time that happened. (laughs) NFL football players know that the two-minute drill will come to the end. That reality shapes them to play in a way to make use of the time that they have. They play in a way that doesn't disqualify themselves or their team. They play the game with all diligence to win the game. And the Lord is patient with you and me. So how does that shape our lives? Well, what have we learned so far? We are living on borrowed time, in a sense. We know the hammer will fall. We don't know when, but it comes. So we live a life shaped by that reality. So Peter, you could say, was the quarterback for the 12, right? Now he fumbled. He got passes intercepted. He even um, walked away from Jesus and his team for a while. But Jesus did what? Took him back in, forgave him, restored him to that ministry. So now we're in our holy huddle today. And we have Peter's words for this two-minute drill, this plan. Rejoicing in the Lord's patience, we repent. And I thought I'd illustrate those three points with prayers. Rejoicing in the Lord's patience, we repent. Our prayer is not, dear Lord, I thank you, I'm not like the other guy, that other guy. No, our prayer is like the tax collector that Jesus noted in Luke 18, God who stood there, not even looking up at heaven, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's a picture of our repentance. Rejoicing in the Lord's patience, we ready ourselves for his return. And our prayer is like the Corinthian church. Maranatha, amen. Come, Lord Jesus. We ready ourselves. And then rejoicing in the Lord's patience, we are resolved. 
We resolve to live as his obedient child, and our prayer is like the hymn. I want to walk as a child of the light. I want to follow Jesus. And then the final whistle will blow. And sorry, sports fans. <laughs> this is where the analogy with 2 Peter 3 in the NFL two-minute drill ends. In a close game, NFL teams don't know if they're going to win or lose. That's not us. We know the outcome. And there is no doubt about it. Jesus rescues us from the coming wrath. And when we finally realize that the time is short and that we don't have all the time in the world, everything, and I mean everything, changes. Just ask any NFL quarterback. Better yet, better yet, just ask Peter. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.